0: Greetings, this is The Pub, Australia Magazine's podcast about all things narrative, story, and publishing. I'm Dean Karpowitz.
1: I'm Molly Kressel. I'm Sam Elberth. And I'm Sarah Willis.
0: Today on the show, 2020's best game narratives. Okay, so buried inside of the dumpster fire that was (laughs) 2020... My first question, I have these big thought-provoking questions. What were the best games?
2: Olympus, I accept this message. <laughs> I'd like to talk about Hades. Ooh, that was dramatic. <laughs> Thank you. I've been thinking about it. <laughs> so Hades is really good, and I'm sure that you guys have heard that. But it's funny, because I think it's actually been uh, quote-unquote out, like in beta for a little while. Um, but it actually like fully released across consoles and stuff. I I think this year, it is usually not the kind of game I go for. It's, uh, I think, I think roguelike would be the best way to describe it. Dungeon crawling, there's hack and slash. I'm usually more a fan of turn-based stuff that gives me an opportunity to, like, look away from the screen. You cannot look away while you are playing Hades or you Mm. will die. Mm. But that's okay. Not that you would die, but I mean, the dying is, the dying is,
0: so. (laughs) someone sneaks into your room and... (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's 2020 it could happen i mean i mean you in the game not like you as the player <laughs> is it uh is it like a top-down like uh diablo kind of it does it does visually resemble that um okay. and there's not necessarily loot but every you're you're exploring well you're trying to break out of 80s you're trying to break out of hell you're escaping it kind of like a maze. It's room by room. So every room that you go into has a reward, but you can't collect the reward until you defeat the enemies inside. Gotcha. And then you can, you have like branching paths that can take you in different directions and different power-ups that you can get and different weapons that you can choose. But what sticks out most about it is that, so roguelike games are usually notoriously very difficult, right? You spend a lot of time dying and usually that means that you lose progress, right? Well, Hades dying is progress. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Every time you die, you make a little bit, uh, you make it forward in the story. So I, I played with my entire household. We have five people here. Um, four of them were only o- the only ones playing. But all four of us had different experiences and different narrative paces, even though some of us were, quote unquote, better at playing the game because we would survive longer. But the ones that ended up dying more frequently got further in the story because the narrative is gated behind how many times you die a reward for my mediocrity.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> You've sold
1: me. I was going to say I was I would so good at this game. Yes, yes, and that's
3: what's
2: actually really enjoyable about it. <laughs> 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 I don't I didn't feel frustrated like I wanted to stop playing every time I died because I felt like I was rewarded. Every time you come back there's new people to talk to, there's new things to see, there's new potential things that you can unlock and upgrade. So every time it, I felt like it encouraged you to move a little bit further. And so I think utilizing that mechanic in order to tell a story was really cool.
0: It's a game to play after you play Dark Souls for a few hours, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need a little reward for you, your you died.
3: But not you, Dean. Do any other games do that? I haven't heard of like getting a reward for losing. None come to mind. Hmm.
0: I can't think of one. Yeah. It's a novel idea.
2: It is. And I think especially too with the particular setting of the Greek mythology and being in Hades and trying to break out of the afterworld or afterlife. Who are you playing as? You play Hades? as Zagreus, son of Hades. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I can't say much more than that because it's Ooh, spoilers, spoilers. Otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah. But Zagreus, uh, Zagreus is the son of Hades and he is... You know what? That's another thing too is that the character of Zacharias is so deadpan, hysterical, humorous. Like, he is such a sassy teenager, Ooh. but also relatable. It's like the voice acting is just so good. I would recommend it for that alone. You guys know how I love voice acting. <laughs> I
0: do. I do. I do.
2: You're selling it. I'm going to have to try it. Is it on consoles? Yeah. Yeah, I played on Switch. Mm. And it's, oh, it's, it's on not- Switch. Yeah, it's on Switch. It's on PC. It's probably on a couple other things that I don't remember but um, it's, it's really not that expensive either. I, th- I think it's like 20 bucks, totally worth the time. And when you think you get to the end, uh, the end is not the end. So you, you take a while to get to what is the final boss. And then once you hit the final boss, you're like, yes, finally, I did it. I beat it. I can move forward. And then you get into an entirely new section of game where you're like, oh, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> and the stakes raise even higher. Mm. Mm. So That was fun. a good pitch. Thanks. It was a good pitch. You should once
1: again contact the people who made Hades. i to send you swag. You super giant, please. Yeah, so that was one of the things that uh, how
3: I heard about it was because of I was long story, but I was researching like game companies for different projects. And I heard that they like treat their employees so good. Like they force you to take vacations. They like refuse to do crunch time things. They're very like on their employees about like mental health and like,
2: like doing, I don't know, different like therapies and things like that. So I I read, I think some of those same articles too. And I think one of the things that really stuck out is that they said that everybody's got unlimited time off, Mm -hmm. but you are required to take a certain number of days because what happened before they required people to take, I think it's like 20 days off a year minimum. People would be like, Well, I have all this time. I'll just take it off later and finish my work. And they're like, No, 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 no. Go take yeah. time off. Get out of here. So you're trying to be mindful about the time that you're using. And it's just so refreshing. I was just about to say, refreshing is the word because the whole
1: games industry seems like it's just a toxic wasteland for that kind of stuff.
0: Don't you think it's kind of baked in? I mean, I've done I, I do some programming in my life and even the, the sort of podcast editing. Any digital sort of project that you're doing, especially one with that seems to have no end, you just go until you can't anymore.
1: Yeah, that's the problem, though, is the people running the show take advantage of that mentality. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's not sustainable. It needs to be baked out.
2: No, it's not. And honestly, I would have expected the collapse of something like uh, who made the Walking Dead games Telltale. Mm-hmm. I, I would have expected Telltale to be a cautionary tale, and instead we've got things like what happened with uh, Anthem and its roadmap, and now Cyberpunk 2077.
0: It's started. capitalism gone awry.
2: <laughs> capitalism so gone wild.
1: You guys yeah. need to fill me in. What What's all the hubbub about uh, Cyberpunk? What's wrong with it? What do they do?
2: Yes. I, many things. <laughs> <laughs> I heard bad, and that's all, and I didn't look any further. That can honestly be an entire episode within itself, I think. Oh, okay. Basically, spark notes. <laughs> yeah, spark notes is uh, there was a misrepresentation. There was a series of delays. Uh, and the product that they put out in order to make the deadline was simply not a complete functional game unless yes. you were running the top end PCs, which, as you know, most people aren't. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah, so there were like people just falling through the world. There were corpses floating and
2: dude- I heard Whoa. that um mm-hmm.
1: dude's junk was clipping through their pants. Yes. Problem. Yeah. yeah. I thought that's the only article I read and I was like, why is this an issue? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want a refund I'm clipping through my pants.
2: <laughs> Game breaking bugs, literally unplayable.
0: Right, exactly. Oh
2: man. But basically up up front they lied. It
3: took forever to come out too. <laughs> I was gonna ask, how many like how many pushbacks have they had so far? At least three publicly. Yeah, I think so. Disappointing.
0: It's terrible because CD Project Red, I won't, I want to like them because of the Witcher games, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the truth comes out.
1: <laughs> I really like the um cyberpunk RPG that ties into that video mm-hmm. game. I've played that. That's awesome. Don't have any clipping problems
2: there. Mm-hmm. Totally functional. <laughs> If you do, you got bigger problems, I think.
0: <laughs> if your junk is hanging out for that, you're... you're That's just else. a me problem. That's a different... <laughs> altogether. together. Yeah. Uh. Let's move from that to something rated V, Stardew Valley, where there's no clipping. Yes.
2: Yes. Let's talk about Stardew Valley.
0: The update.
2: Big one. The update came out, yes. Yeah, the 1.5 update, the biggest update i think that the game has had since its launch in i forgot what year just came out a couple weeks ago and we have been playing it non-stop i'm waiting for it to come to switch so bad i you will be yeah the i i actually usually i play stardew on switch but uh once upon a time my housemates before they were my housemates bought it for me on pc on steam and i i so, I mean, my computer is also a potato, so I never play it, but it can run Stardew Valley. And I was like, I gotta I gotta see what's out there. There's ostriches, there's oh. mangoes, you can sit on chairs. Like, Are you harvesting potatoes on a potato then? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have just reached, a lot of the content has come in through Endgame, but there's a lot of really little quality of life changes that are super, super nice. I'll totally have to start like a new farm once it uh, comes
1: over to Switch. Oh,
2: absolutely. There's a new farm type. I started on uh it's the beach farm and it's really cool cuz there are like crates that wash up and there's like ocean foraging and I never have to leave my house to go fish on the beach but you can't use sprinklers. Oh, no. Yeah, no, Hard pass. I'm lazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Is the parsnip related to the potato?
2: Botanically, I'm not certain. <laughs> I do have a biology minor, but I don't know I the don't answer think to that's that. That's true. I think they're more like radishes. Have you never eaten a parsnip?
0: Well, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. You seem
1: like a cultured man, and You never had a parsnip?
0: <laughs> I don't have any in the, in the parsnip container in the fridge at, at the moment. <laughs> I don't even know if you refrigerate. Do you refrigerate a parsnip?
1: I have no idea. You can. I'm totally talking out of my butt. I have no idea. It's just a vegetable, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're both roots. Right? No.
1: I refuse for this conversation to go on any longer. <laughs> I'm changing the subject. We're going to talk about Animal Crossing now. Okay. But you can also grow uh, some crops
2: such as pumpkins in. <laughs> but
1: that's it. That's all. Just pumpkins. I thought they so were going to start going full on and incorporate like farming and I was going to lose my shit. I was they-
2: so hoping. It was hoping for a tiny little vegetable pest. Well, you know what? They do have turnips. You can buy turnips. But you can't grow turnips. I just learned that,
1: no, you can you can forget about them and waste a lot of bells, and then the ants come and carry them away.
2: <laughs> so, so Animal Crossing was super interesting as far as quarantine goes, right? Because not only were the people who were usually playing, playing it, but everybody was playing. Yeah, perfect timing. And so you had groups of people who would form, like, pods of Animal Crossing where, like, you would have like eight people flying over to each other's islands like every day be like, bro, what are your turnip prices? Can I come buy stuff at your store? And it was so, so strange. I At least for me, I don't know what your guys' experience was like, but it almost felt like it was being commoditized because a game that should have been about like relaxing and just doing things at your own pace, like you're on a deserted island, suddenly was like maximum efficiency group labor sort of. It was very strange. I
1: didn't have that as much. We just being my friends, kind of bumming around and being like, "Oh, where'd you get that? Oh, give me the recipe for that. Oh, that was really cool. That's about it. That was me. That was my Animal Crossing experience." Or you're having a, you're having shooting stars again.
2: My island never has shooting stars. <laughs> my friends play a lot of JRPGs, and I think that that's maybe not the best thing. <laughs> Don't let that toxicity into your island. You wanna grind Animal Crossing? Because I don't I never want to do it again. (laughs) But now we all have like five million bells and it's really like, you know.
1: Yeah, I've kind of fallen off Animal Crossing, but I will say um I'm one impressed by the support for the game by the constant updates. Uh it's got a longevity that I didn't expect. I don't know if I would have been as invested in it as long as I was, if not for twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm brand new to Animal Crossing. I just got it
3: this month. (laughs) And I'm super excited about it because I kept complaining. I had a really cool garden over the summer. Like that was my quarantine thing. Mm -hmm. I was very invested in it in real life. (laughs) And it was like my thing. And so when everything died, I was very sad. And like, I would just walk around my dead garden and be like, I miss my garden. So
1: depressing.
3: (laughs) It is depressing. It still is. So now I have Animal Crossing and I'm playing it with my brother every day. And I'm just like, his island's like so cool. Like he has all these like statues and things. And I'm just like, look at my plants. Look at my pumpkins. Like half of my land is pumpkins. I don't know how anyone else can ever move on to my property it's just a whole pumpkin island and flowers. Yeah, and, like, you can't sophia. watch it. You can't walk anywhere because it's all flowers. And like, don't tip on my flowers or I'll kill you. <laughs> so that's my life right now. I'm very excited, but I'm very in debt.
1: <laughs> cool. the, the, to the nooks. Oh, that's a good um, uh, tangent there. So I just picked up Spiritfarer. Yes. That is a radical game. It is. The art is awesome. It's um a weird take though it's a very gentle happy game but you're basically like not the grim reaper but you you ferry souls to the afterlife cool and like softly um, yeah but like it's super bright happy um these spirits take animal forms i don't know like i'm i'm pretty early in the game yet so i don't understand if they were like people and this is just the forms they're taking because you're a person i'm not quite sure it's all very mystical magical but, um, I just got to an island where I'm buying seeds for my garden because you you manage your uh, you manage your ship and you you put different things on your ship, and I get to the island, and it's a raccoon running the seed no! stand, and the deer had to come with me and be like, the raccoon's really, uh, he's uh, very dishonest, I'm gonna make sure he doesn't bully you by charging absorber prices. And I was like, this is
2: totally oh, an no. animal crossing jab, it's, and I it, love
3: it. hey you
1: nook.
2: Tom Nook does not have to provide you anything, okay? Out of the goodness of his heart, he lets you pay back your loan at any point with zero interest. For as long as it takes, he does not care.
3: I think he may be a cult leader. That's kind of my theory.
2: (laughs) Just like straight
3: up from like my first week playing, I think I'm in a cult. And that's okay. I'm enjoying myself so (laughs) far.
2: Oh, sure. We give the Tanuki a pass, but the fox
3: that sells forgery paintings is fine. (laughs) Everyone's got to make a living, Molly.
2: Everybody sucks.
3: <laughs> My brother bought like so many counterfeit paintings and he was showing them to me. And I'm like, that's not how the statue of David looks. and like, that's not that. And he's like, wait, you can tell. And I'm like, yeah, these are real oh. paintings. Oh. And he's like, your art degree is finally coming in handy. I'm oh, like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's such a burn. Did you smack him? <laughs> no, I, I I took all of them from him because I wanted them. <laughs> <laughs> I put them on my garden island.
0: <laughs> They're all resting on top of pumpkin. <laughs> sounds yeah. like
3: you
1: should also be playing Stardew Valley.
3: Yeah. I had just know. heard of that.
1: So I, that sounds You'll right up my it. alley. Yeah. I yes. want to farm. Love it. It's nothing but farming. Uh, Stardew yeah. Valley is dan- dangerous compared yeah. to Animal Crossing, though, yeah. because. Yeah. Yeah, Dean and I have talked about this. Animal Crossing, you kind of run out of things to do for the day because it's all real time. Mm-hmm. Stardew Valley is not real time. So you can just keep going. Mm-hmm. Super
0: dangerous. Yeah. You can't log off until you sleep. And then when in the morning, you're like, fuck, my raspberries are ready. <laughs> you're like, I'll just get the raspberries. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, oh, but it's supposed to rain today. Like, I could go to the yeah, mines.
0: mines, <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's
2: really mean
1: game design, honestly. Yeah. Concerned Dave should be reprimanded. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it ruined my life. but <laughs> In a good way. It's pretty fun. Wait for the update
2: to come to Switch and then get it. It's pretty good.
0: Strongly worded email is called for, I believe. To-
2: <laughs> yeah. How dare you make this game so good and keep updating it.
0: Right.
1: Uh, I think that was kind of the... The topic, we were we were talking about what we played this year. And I mean, that's like all I played was like easy, digestible, nothing too crazy, nothing like nothing stressful, something I could pick up, put down. That's it. That's like all I played this year, other than World of Warcraft, of course. Super easy.
0: <laughs> I was going to ask about World of Warcraft.
1: Our Shadowlands came out. Um, I haven't got a, as much time to play it as I would like, but uh, very much enjoying it. Normally, World of Warcraft's not known for, like, a super immersive story. Story's been pretty good. The new areas are really good. I'm only, like, two areas in. I went to Angelville and Demonville. Um, I'm going to Fairyville next and then Vampireville, so that's pretty exciting. And
0: you unlocked the moose.
1: I did. I unlocked my moose. Finally, I've got a moose shaman named Moose, named after the dessert, and I ride a moose. So (sighs) all my dreams have come true.
2: (laughs)
0: We're going to talk about Among Us too, right? Mm-hmm. The rise of this old, right? It's old game.
2: Yes, not mm-hmm. new this year. Yeah, it is but old. But this
0: year, there was an obsession over the globe, right? With Among Us. I have not played it, so I cannot speak about it. I know you have, Molly.
2: Have you ever played Werewolf?
0: I have not.
3: Is it like Mafia? Like yes, that's the same yeah. thing, right? It is like yep. mafia. That's what it sounds like. The only among us, like culture I know, is the
1: guy with the deep voice. Do you guys know that guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's, corpse. His name's Corpse. Yeah, I don't know who that is either, but like I know who he is, and I don't know who he is. I'm very out of touch with the kids and their he, Yeah, he's deep just like voiced. this deep
3: voice guy, and everyone is in like love with him. Like even
1: AOC, like oh. everybody Yes, he streamed with AOC. Yeah. But his identity is secret. It's very strange. You just see his hands and everyone's like, oh my God, his hands.
0: (laughs) Is it a deep voice that's appealing or is it a deep voice that... It kind of sounds like a
1: demon. It's like a troubling... He's a troublingly deep voice. Like, I couldn't do it. There's no way I could reach the register. It's like, it's a voice where like the first time you hear it, you go... "Oh, It's deeper than you're thinking it is. is it's deeper deep voice. than you're
0: thinking it is. <laughs>
1: like, think deep and then it's Yes, deeper. that is a really good way to describe it. <laughs> yes.
0: Imagine a deep voice and it's deeper. Go deeper. <laughs> Go deeper.
1: Among <laughs> Us is one of those things that reminds me I'm getting old, though, because, like, I don't super, like, understand the culture. I played the game and I'm really
2: bad at it. It's, and- it's a party game. I think no. I, I wouldn't say that I necessarily understand the culture, even though uh, I work in a grade school and all of the children all the time, just nonstop among us. Um, mm. But it's I think it's a game that's best played with friends or with like a group of friends. So you need to have it's provided an outlet, I think, in a time where large group gatherings or even groups of like yeah. people are not it's just not doable. Yeah. Or safe. And you can do that in amongst. So, mm-hmm. So it's a party game. Well, especially since it's best played when you are mm-hmm. not in the same room
1: as the people you're playing. Yes,
2: but that doesn't prevent you from being horribly treacherous, let me tell you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Basically, it's
1: spot the liar. Yeah. But you have to like do stuff right you're like you have to do like yeah you have to blend it you have tasks mm-hmm. that you have to perform that as part of the crew that will you know save you and you have to if you are the traitor who's trying to kill the everyone,
2: imposter you have to, to be doing tasks yeah. you have to kill as many people see if you can kill everybody before the tasks are completed and that's how they win. It's it's a lot of fun. If, if you've got the right group of people, I think it's a lot of fun. And some of that can be uh, relegated to watching other people play it. But mm-hmm. it is it is it was a I, like I said, I've never trusted my friends last after playing that. <laughs> but it was really fun. <laughs> Cold. It's it's brutal. It's so brutal despite the fact that it's best if you're not in the same room or if you're not talking to people, because obviously you can hear if other people are like, you know, if somebody dies, they scream and that just happens. And so it's easier if you're not in the same space. But I had my household, like in in the living room, all five of us just sitting around. My roommate killed me. She was like 10 feet away from me, tops, just like came up behind me. And I was like, hey, what you doing? She snapped my neck. And I turned around and she turned around in her chair and looked at me and just gave me like the shit eating his grin. It was <laughs> terrible. Yes. Man.
0: Did she, did she speak in a very deep voice after She, <laughs>
2: <laughs> she did not. Because, no, Is no. Then she reported my body. It was so terrible. <laughs> She self-reported she's like guys I I know what happened and I was just sitting there like super like you know not saying anything and I was just like "Mm."
0: bad news yes we started with a game of the year and we're going to come full circle and end the game of the year nominee and we'll end with the one that was kind of head to head with it that I just finished which is Last of Us 2
1: Probably the one big true narrative for
0: 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I loved the first one. And I finished the second one and I was telling Molly and Sam both have experienced it or played it or watched someone play it. And um, there's, I, I didn't do any research because I just kept away from all of the spoilers and everything. And even afterwards, I'm still letting it kind of percolate a little bit. But I do not understand why everyone was so upset. I d I don't what was it? Why were people
1: the size? <sighs> <Ooh, disguise.
3: laughs> well, I feel like it started when <laughs> the game came out <laughs> because for people who were waiting, like there was the pushback of the dates, and then there was like a huge leak, and everyone was like upset about that because like pretty much the leak as far as I know, was like the scene with the golf club to Joel's head. Spoiler yeah. alert.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, it's, it's been a little un- un- enough. Yeah. Un- yeah.
3: And so that made a lot of people upset. And then people were rating the game before they could even play it. Mm. And then I hate there was that also, that yeah, hate. that's so awful.
1: Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. That's awful. And
3: so, and then there was the crunch time. Going talking about crunch time again. They were like making their employees like work during Corona. And I guess the studio was also under construction at like some point, like a piece of the ceiling fell and like nearly landed on like the game oh my developers. God. Okay. And yeah. And so it was just like a madhouse. And then plus the I feel like fans of Last of Us are like so mean <laughs> sometimes. Cause like online they were like, just give us the game unfinished! Like we don't even care. And I'm like what? Which they do, they absolutely do. Yeah, and so it like before it could even come out, it was just like a madhouse, and I was like not paying attention to any of that because well, like I was, but I was like not gonna tr- think about it too much because I'm like I don't want it to like spoil anything. Like I want to give it the benefit of the doubt and everything. Yeah, and then it, and then it came out, <laughs> and then I played it in three days,
0: and and you didn't like it,
3: I didn't, but I want to like because I I feel like the like the actors like the actors of Abby got like death threats and like the director got like death threats and like yeah I'm like I'm not on that level like I'm just upset personally because I didn't like how some of the plot turned out like I mean obviously like the crunch time stuff was awful and like that shouldn't have happened but I'm, I'm like I I still think it deserves Game of the Year because it was, like, beautiful. It looked amazing. Like, the actors did such a good job. And, like, the writing was there. It just, like, wasn't what I specifically wanted to happen. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm not, like, I I don't think I'm as mad as some other people. I'm just upset, (laughs) personally, because I didn't want some people to die and, like, some things to happen. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I, I will say that, and I said this, I was chatting and said this, I didn't want to like Abby, but she was a better person. And as someone who likes a flamethrower now and now and then and a and <laughs> a machine gun, she had the better weapons package.
3: Yeah, she did, <laughs> and she had the cooler fights.
0: I yeah. know. She was more beefy, and you could just. Yeah. Yeah. So it was
3: super fun to play her.
0: Yeah, it was. And I wanted yeah. it to be more fun to play Ellie. Me too. And oh, sneaking is fine, but it gets old. It got old. Yeah. So I could see about halfway through what they were doing with the narrative, how she was kind of degenerating,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, at several different points. And I thought, oh, man, you know, and then you switch over to Abby and here's this quest that she's on. And it's a quest of redemption mm-hmm. Of you know, revenge versus redemption. And it's like, I didn't, I don't want to like you because you had the golf yeah. club moment, but I do. It's stuck. But yeah, I, mean, I was it's, it's, like, I, I think that, that, that it worked, you know, that's what they were trying to do.
3: Like, yeah, I mean, I think, I think they accomplished what they were trying to do for sure. I, I was just personally salty that like they villainized the main character so much, at least from the first game. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that hurt when you had to beat Ellie as Abby, that hurt me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: So that was just like my, I, cause I really resonated with Ellie like growing up. And like, I played the game and like the DLC and read all the comics and things like that. And then like, for her to like have such a horrible life, <laughs> I was just like, sad inside.
0: Yeah, it is a big switch from because I, I didn't finish, I take forever to play these games. But this one I t- finished, I, it was in two spurts. Sam knows I started it and then the semester happened. And then I kind of went for a week and got it, got it done. But it was close. The time I finished Last of Us. And then the DLC, and it's like, oh, Dina and Ali, this is cool. And then you see it at the start of The Last of Us 2, and then it sort of deteriorates from there. I can see, yeah, I can see what you're saying.
3: Yeah, so that, that made me sad. I also was playing. I just got my wisdom teeth pulled out, and so I was like in immense pain. And it was quarantine, and like life was like, <laughs> awful. And I was like, and then I had to watch Joel get killed with a like, golf club, and like Ellie's life was ruined. And I was just over it. I'm like, I don't so want brutal. any. I think I texted you, and I was like,
0: yeah, she did text. I somebody. hate my life, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was trying like, to describe God. it to my son because I was like, you can't come in this room playing a game it's too scary for you and he's like why is it scary I was like there's monsters he's like what are the monsters and i said they're like half person half mushroom and he's like that's not scary
1: <laughs> like toad <laughs> yes, right, right no you can't say
2: that i won't be able to unsee that i i have a question yeah. so i didn't i haven't played either of them actually but I had, uh, I, I volunteered to be the spoiler dump for friends. I said, I'm not going to play this. Go ahead, talk to me. Tell me everything about it. You need to vent. I'm, I'm here, whatever. So I had two different people who played it and who had, like you guys, except stronger, wildly different reactions, very strong in either one. And so I want to ask you guys, do you think that, A, that the sequel was necessary or warranted, that the story needed to be further elaborated on? and b if you thought that the narrative structure of the last of us two was as strong as it could be, like perhaps if it had been reorganized, if it would have been stronger, if you thought the narrative as it was, was not flawless, but you know,
0: I'll say that I, it certainly, I felt like it was a sort of literary trick, you know, so it was sort of like reading. I don't know if all three of you have been in classes of mine, but if you've, if I've made you read Faulkner's, as I lay dying, you know, it sets up the first half of the novel where you think the mother is a really good person and all of the children are spiteful and all this other stuff. And then halfway through you figure out that the mother is a total bitch and everything. And Faulkner's doing that on purpose. You know, it's kind of showing you, what gossip is like and all, you know, perception and all this stuff. And I felt like the game narrative did that. Like it set you up because we cheered for Joel and Ellie for the whole first. And, and we, it was laid out for us. We knew that he was making a decision, a really bad, well, good and bad decision, really problematic moral decision. And so I think it was warranted that decision should have been dealt with and I think they dealt with it in a legit way like the, there are repercussions direct repercussions and you play as someone who was literally killed by you know Joel um mm-hmm. on top of the fact that Ellie would have gladly kind of given her life right but to set us up for the first 3 you know the structure is 3 days in Seattle and then 3 days in se- Seattle again and you're set up by the end of day three in Seattle with Ellie and then you're realizing by the end of day three, oh, I see what's going on here. And then you start mm-hmm. with Abby. It, it it felt like a, you know, like a sleight of hand.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think I felt s- similar. I feel like one thing that kind of bothered me and I, I don't, again, I, I feel like some of the story, like it, I just didn't want it to happen. Like somebody like write me some fan fiction or something. But, but like. i don't know i think i felt like i could see the tricks early like some of the things that they had ellie do like ellie had to kill the dog and the pregnant woman and abby could spare everyone and
0: saw that coming
3: and it just felt like very contrived i think and then you had to like beat up ellie and that was sad and i i i don't know I think Joel could have died. Like, I think some things could have happened. I think it was just like how some of it was pieced together. Maybe that just felt a little on the nose, I guess.
0: Yeah. You know, every time Alice, that's the name of the dog, every time (laughs) Alice enters the scene, it's to calm someone or, you know, and you know, Mm -hmm. because you've just finished slaying Alice. Yeah. You know, you know, oh, that's, that's the dog that was, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they make sure that you get to see that dog over and over and over and over again, every chance you get. And it's like putting a little kid, you know, into the scene because every time Alice makes an appearance, she's not this snarling mm-hmm. maniac of a dog, you know, mm-hmm. frothing at the mouth, trying to kill someone. She's nuzzling up to people who are very afraid of her and mm-hmm. letting them pet her and throw her a ball and, you know.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Well, that leads me to my question, though. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't ask this question, but I'm going to anyway. So they, they, I feel like they really villainized Joel in the whole game just because of his decision that he made. And I thought that was weird because I felt like as a gamer in the first game, playing the first game that I was like on board with his decision. Like, The whole game was to, like, connect that bond, like, between the two of them. And then who, like, after building up that relationship, who is going to want to kill Ellie? And I just, like, felt like that was, like, a weird twist. Like, in the second game, we were punished for that, kind of.
0: I think that's why you get the last scene of the game that you do. Yeah. It goes back to him she can't put, she's broken. She can't play guitar anymore because someone ate her fingers for lunch. Right. And uh, then it switches over to Joel and he's playing guitar and they have the conversation where he, he basically says, "If if I could do it again, I would, I would, mm-hmm. you know, so for him, it's a love, it's a father daughter love story. It can't be any other kind of story. And that's the story we fell in love with, mm-hmm. you know, and for all of these other characters, it's a different kind of story. But I think, if they didn't end with that scene, they would have been, it, would, it wouldn't It would have worked. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, her final sort of thing is, I don't think I can forgive you, but I'm going to try, right? Yeah, um,
3: that was a good scene. <laughs>
0: and, and, and if it ends with her putting the guitar against the window, which is the, which is the home screen of the whole first game, it's not the same game. You
3: know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My my question is, what would you do? Because you have a son.
0: Oh, what would I do? Yeah, there's no way I would let my son be.
3: Okay, so that that's what up. I was like. Yeah. I felt like we were all on the same page, and then like I was listening to interviews with the with the writers and things, and they're like, "Well, Joel made the wrong decision."
1: Like, and I was like, "But I thought that was oh. like the whole point, of the game."
2: That's the human
1: decision to make.
2: Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing, too. Right. It's the individual versus the group. It's yeah, um, it's
0: it's the end of Star Trek. It's the many versus the one. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You've got uh, just a variety of different perspectives. And, you know, what is what is humanity worth if you have to give up your humanity mm-hmm. for it to persist, I, I think, is perhaps what the root of that is. So it's like, I I can see perhaps where, I mean, again, I haven't played these, so I don't know, but I can see where where all of those ideas and themes and, you know, like the entire idea of perspective shifting would come into it. But for the devs to outright say like, oh, he made the wrong choices. Well, it was weird to me, I thought.
0: So yeah, with someone as a son, there's just no way. Yeah. I think that question is never answered by Abby's father either. She says, well, I would want you to... To do I it. To do it. And he and he never replies to that. He just kind of leaves mm-hmm. the room. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I still... I will probably still play it again because I like to torture myself. But it it was a rough
0: week. I think in terms of narrative, like Sarah was talking about, you know, wanting to kind of not think and just play strategy games and laugh and stuff. It is a ga- both those games really made you think they're, they're really uh, complicated and sophisticated morally because you know like Molly's saying well he shows his humanity at the end of the first game well that game dwells on the fact that he becomes a monster mm-hmm. tortures people and does stuff like that throughout right. that first game too so right. it really is a meditation on violence and the things that we do to one another and all that all that sort of stuff. And the
2: entire cycle of vengeance as far as the second one is concerned mm-hmm. or what I've heard yeah, last.
0: Yeah, it's 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 this those age old you know Shakespearean kind of questions. When is vengeance right? You know that you know it's it's tackling those kinds of things, but it includes mushroom people.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they uh, they sound rad, but I just uh, that's a next year game. Well, let's get out of twenty twenty first it was like the
3: pandemic and then like we're i was like playing this game about like would you sacrifice your daughter for the vaccine and i'm like bro (laughs) i can't think about this like we have a storage unit downstairs for like our toilet paper right Right, now i'm not (laughs) i can't
0: well that's a good pandemic note to end on (laughs) Okay, uh, the pub is produced at that, at, on that series of tubes we all know as the internet from the studios at Underdark, which doubles as my basement and office. You can catch us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, where we post new episodes every Monday. You can also find us on StrayLightMagazine.com, where we publish new stories, poetry, art, and of course, podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and at The Pub Podcast on Twitter. Thanks for listening to The Pub, Australia Magazine's podcast about all things narrative story and publishing.